Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steven. I'm John. And uh, if you want to fight, fight with me! <laughs> uh, also, that uh, your, the intro that you just did proves that Gal's theme goes with everything. It does. If you've uh, never seen that uh, video on uh, YouTube where it's like, Gal's theme goes with everything. <laughs> like, you literally can put that music on, like, fucking anything and it would sound epic, you know? Yeah, it's, it's great music. That's why uh, we wanted to start it off that way. Because, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a great theme song. Right, yeah. And yeah. since this movie is really about, focused on guile. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about guile in this, this movie. and uh, Street Fighter 1994. 1994. Everyone knows most uh, Street Fighter games, the main characters are uh, Ken and Ryu. Um no, okay, so the, let me... Look, are so, we going to have a name debate? Are we going to have a name debate? Uh, yes, are we going to have a name debate? So, is, is it Ryu or is it Ryu? Because I always okay, thought I, it was Ryu. Okay, I... I uh, Well, don't they call him Ryu in the they movie? They call him Ryu in the movie. Okay, and probably, like, okay, so to, I think the debate is, in Japan, it's Ryu. Yeah. In America, it's Ryu. Because we don't know how to pronounce it correctly, because we're dirty Americans. Well, maybe it's just <laughs> it's just our dialect, and yeah. we're dirty Americans. <laughs> Very true. So what we're uh, what we're drinking today is the uh, Samuel Adams Cherry Wheat. Yes, uh, crisp and slightly sweet. It's five point three percent alcohol. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. So I'm going to go ahead and give no. it a three out of three. It's really smooth. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely taste the cherry. You can taste the wheat. And uh, Samuel Adams, I know even people that just kind of hate this beer because I know there's a lot that people, usually their Christmas holiday beers are the bomb. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's why I wanted to kind of do this. So this is kind of a holiday beer. Because don't we have one of those Christmases where we did like a, it was like a peppermint or something flavor? Yeah, or? they had they had something like that. I think we actually had a couple Christmases in a row where we bought the Samuel Adams Christmas beers yeah. that they came out with. Because I think they came out with a pumpkin one one year. Yeah. And they came out with a peppermint the other one. Usually, it's always really good. And it's always like limited edition type stuff. They don't make it all the time. Yeah, those batches are really just seasonal. Yeah. They have another one that's like one of their summer ones that has like uh, some lime flavor to it. Because it's it's supposed to taste like kind of like a Corona. That's what I was about to say. Like a Samuel Adams Corona. Kind of. Yeah, there's one of those. I forgot what it's called, but it's like a summertime beer. But Samuel Adams, the best way I can describe this company is like actually people from Boston. They're a dick most of the time, but every now and then they're sweet. Yeah. (laughs) They can do good every once in a while, you know. (laughs) We're just kidding, Matt Damon. Isn't Matt Damon from Boston? Uh, Or somewhere around there? Or is he Jersey? No, Matt Damon's from Boston. He yeah, I like thought he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boston. Yeah. I thought so. Boston. You can't. But, you uh, can't fake that face. Like he yeah. has a Boston face. Right. It's like it's like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I think the funniest part of Ted is Mark Wahlberg calling Tom Brady a beautiful man. Right. Because. Mark Warburg is like a hundred thousand times better looking right. than Tom Brady. <laughs> and he didn't need the, the, the work done. 
No. Uh. <laughs> no, he definitely didn't. If you look at Tom Brady, what he looked like when he was at uh, the University of Michigan, uh, he looked like an ogre. <laughs> he looked and like now, Shrek. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He looked like Shrek. And then it's like, oh, now he gets all this money. Oh, look, Tom has all this work done. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, Tom just got, he just lost some of the like the fat from his face. It's mm-hmm. like, no, he lost a lot of shit from his face because a surgeon did it. It's like, it's weird how his chin looks differently than his rookie card. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Steve's done that before. He's like, look at Tom when he was a rookie and look at Tom now and it's like it's he looks like a different dude yeah yeah it's either he had a lot of surgery done or he's a lizard person yeah uh, <laughs> I, at this point I'm almost gonna say he's a lizard person <laughs> or he's Illuminati I don't know the Illuminati probably wouldn't deal with him being such a bitch yeah he cries too much yeah he's probably gonna be a lizard person yep but uh, go with that but anyway uh but we're here to talk about Street Fighter so this JCVD, game, JCVD, Raul Julia, Ming-Na Wen. Like there's all kinds of good actors up in this. Ming-Na all up Wen. in this. Yeah. Ming-Na Wen's. That's my girl. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's awesome everywhere she goes. Uh, Kylie Minogue. The original Kylie before we ever knew about this Jenner chick. Yeah. Kylie Jenner. No, I remember I was talking to Kylie somebody. Minogue's Cammy in this movie became part of the game after the movie so did they base <laughs> the cami like character on kylie minogue kylie minogue yes okay well that's so that was actually kind of really weird that like she because she's like was a big part of the games for a little bit yeah uh, she was in them pretty well like uh there's a couple people like like characters that was based like um uh like uh let's see like uh balrog yeah, he's kind of supposed Mike, to be Mike Tyson. Tyson. Uh, his real name was actually supposed to be M. Bison. Right. Because um, it's supposed to be like Mac Bison or something, wasn't it? It's supposed yeah. to be like Mike Tyson. But uh, it's supposed to be like Mac Bison, I think, mm-hmm. what they were going to call him. Yeah. But they ended up calling Balrog, which kind of translates to African American boxer. Yeah. Um, uh, and then. Uh, and then they gave the. Other character, the name M. Bison. Yeah, which ends up being like the villain in like every Street Fighter game ever. Yeah. Do they uh, ever say what that version of M. Bison, what the M stands for? The, the yeah, villain M. Bison? They do, but I forget. I did not look that up. But I do know what Raul Julia's version, which became the version in the game, uh, which is Raul Julia's version, is what M. Bison's characteristics became later in the game also yeah like they took it because uh raul julia based his version the movie version on bison off of uh mussolini and his hand gestures makes sense yeah joseph stalin's mannerisms okay uh pablo escobar's elusiveness yeah and then adolf hitler's love for art those are all things that raul julia added himself into that character and it carries over into the video games afterwards. Yeah. Because uh, even like um, Bison's hats and stuff like that, and like his cape and his his outfit is like very mm-hmm. much like distinct when you see that. Then when you see him in the game, you're like, that's pretty much Raw Julius costume. Yeah. From the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like he was such a big part of it. Like the and, shin guards uh, and yeah. everything. Yeah. And then like the, the uh, plates on the gauntlets and stuff that he wore. It's a very iconic look. You can show that look to people that are 
especially video game people, and you're like, who's this character? And they're like, that's fucking Bison from Street Fighter. That's on Bison, you know? It's actually funny because whenever they did the Legend of Chun-Li movie, um, they with, offered... Uh, with Kristen Crook. <laughs> with Kristen Crook. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, determined that that's the only way you can really say her name is to say her name like, like Stewie from Family Guy. Kristen Crook. Kristen Crook. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme was offered the role of Bison for that movie. Uh, and he turned it down. He was like, yeah, no. I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Uh, that would have been interesting, but he probably seen it and he was like, no one's going to watch this movie. Yeah. Which a fun fact is, before we get into the comments, people did watch this movie. And it was yeah. a success. It was a 100% complete success. Yeah. It made ninety nine million dollars, and it only it was only a budget of thirty five million. And Jean Claude Van Damme was eight million of that. Yeah, so it made a it made a pretty decent amount of budget. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it made a lot of it. It made you know all of its money back, and then sixty something million in profit. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not bad for you know kind of a relatively low budget action movie that that has you know just the guns and the explosions and all this kind of stuff in it you know yeah it was mainly just kind of hand-to-hand combat type stuff so yeah you know I, mean, I, th- I think that like especially this movie it's like uh because the the guy who wrote this uh D'Souza he did well Die Hard and then he wrote what was it Predator like he wrote like a bunch of action movies those are all classics yeah in my opinion this is a classic too yeah this gets this movie gets shit on so bad <laughs> like on IMDB the majority of the people who rated this on IMDB rated it poorly it gets a 3.9 on IMDB and it's like it gets like uh, I forgot exactly off the top of my head but I checked 18 percent 18 18 percent on Rotten, on Rotten tomatoes. tomatoes yeah I knew it was like 18 or 19 uh, Jean-claude Van Damme turned down the role of Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat to do this movie and Johnny Cage was based on Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> right. Well, because originally they wanted uh, they wanted to make a, a Jean-Claude Van Damme game. That's mm-hmm. what uh, Ed Boon and John Tobias wanted to do before they got to start making Mortal Kombat. They wanted to do a Jean-Claude Van Damme game. And then when Jean-Claude wouldn't do it, they were like, well, fuck it. We'll just, we'll just kind of do our own thing now. But mm-hmm. when they developed Johnny Cage, even his outfit in the original Mortal Kombat 1, the arcade... He looks like Van Damme in Bloodsport because he's got like the like the, the knee length tights and the the sash, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, the belt or whatever. Uh, because they were like, well, it, you know, that's kind of who Johnny Cage is supposed to be is Van Damme. And I think that's a lot of the reason Van Damme turned down that role of Johnny Cage is because he like, well, they kind of ripped me off to get famous, then they want me to come make them more famous they, by being in their movie. Yeah. So then they um, casted a guy in the original Mortal Kombat movie that kind of looks sort of like Van Damme. A little but bit. doesn't have the accent, you know. He was still good, though, because he had that cockiness, is what, yeah. what you expect Johnny Cage to have. Yeah. Um, but these are rival video games. Like, Mortal Kombat's only rival, really, in those days was Street Fighter, Street and then Fighter. Killer Instinct came a little later. Yeah, uh, but they weren't like head-to-head rivals. It was just like, do you not want to play Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Well, then play Killer Instinct. Yeah, what would um, be the other one that would be? Because there was like King of Fighters was big back then. It was, yeah, and then um, um, 
the virtual fighters came virtual a fighter. little later. Yeah, the virtual fighters came out like there's in like the ten. Mid-90s. Of, I was, was about like, to say there's like ten of those games, so they've been making them Sega for a while. Saturn. Yeah, and then right around that time, you get to what the first Tekken that was like 95. First Tekken was on PlayStation, that was on PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation um, 1 Tekken was one of the Killer Instinct was on Super Nintendo. Yeah, so and one yeah. in arcades, in arcades, I so Tekken, arcade, yeah. Tekken became a rival, but I think it wasn't a rival really to Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. I think. The, the generation of those people either played either one of those things, but would also play te- Tekken. Like, they either played Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, but they probably also played Tekken. Yeah. Well, and then you could even, like, once uh, uh, once Soul Calibur came out, a lot of people would, would go to Soul Calibur. I like Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. Uh, for a while, good. and then there's just, like, nothing about that game that was just kind of like... I don't know, like, when Soul Calibur first started, I remember, like, I was into it because it had a pretty good story kind of going on there for a little bit. Then after, it's kind of like how the wrestling games got when they took ratings out and trades and, or, you know, importance where it seemed like you were doing something every week. Yeah. And then it was just kind of like, I mean, this is cool, but I'm going to get bored of this after I get good at wrestling. Yeah, because then I don't have any. I don't have anything to thrive for, like ratings or something like that. Like yeah. money, where you can have only can have like certain people on your roster or something. But like I remember, what was that Mortal Kombat game with the cemetery, where you had to like unlock stuff? And you well, that's when they there. brought it. That was Mortal Kombat uh, Nine. When they brought yeah, Mortal Kombat Nine, they brought out the crypt, and then you could go into. Like the crypt, and like you could go through, and like you would, uh, like each like tomb or whatever would be like unlock something, and so mm-hmm. you could go through, and you could be like unlock something, and it's like, oh, I got a new costume for Jade. Okay, that's pretty cool. And then you go do like another thing, and it'd be like you just unlocked a whole new character, and you're like, fuck, I just got a new Cybot. That's awesome, you know? Yeah, Maybe something yeah. like that. It was really cool. See, something like that, like that's what people want in games. They want challenges and to build up to things. They don't want to just be like, Oh yeah. Well, like, uh, we played the new street, the newest of the street fighters uh-huh. and it wasn't, it wasn't good at all. I mean, I liked it to a degree. I mean, it's, it's fun, but the story mode doesn't really take long at all to do though. Yeah. It was like, you we, only have we like beat four it. or five fights between each, with each person. And yeah, it's we like, beat then it. you're over with. And it was like, it's like we did it. We we beat the whole thing in like less than two hours. I mean, it was like fun. Like characters. I was like I was saying, like the fighting part was fun, but it was like really, this is all the story you're gonna put into Street Fighter. Yeah, I guess that's why they want you to play as everybody so you get the whole story. But well, I mean, but that game was really designed to play online because you can go on YouTube and find people that do like you know matches online, and it's like crazy. yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't really do that kind of shit, but. We're, so we're since we're talking school. about Street Fighter, just before I get into the comments, what do you remember the first time that you played Street Fighter Two or Super Street Fighter? Because I remember the first time I played it. Oh wow, it was a long, long time ago when I first played Street Fighter. Um, it was probably actually uh, maybe eight, nine, something like that. What year did that come out? Street Fighter Two was. What, 91? Yeah, so I, I would have been, let's see, like seven or eight, something like that. 
Um, yeah, I think it was in a Godfather's. See, on mine, we used to like because uh, I grew up in Illinois, and like down the hill from us, because we were we our house was like up on top of a high. They were hill. you were on top of a hill. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so there was like this uh, like this long drop, and then it would go down into. Um, it would have been uh, Milan. Uh, it's like a, a town that's you know just like right across. Uh, Looks like Silvertown from Joe Dirt. Go right? <laughs> yeah, no, not exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the same amount of rednecks, though. No, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, eight hundred rednecks. But uh, there was a pizza joint down there, and uh, like me and uh, me and my dad used to go down there and. Wait, are you saying the first time you played it was in a pizza place? Yeah. And I just said the uh, first time I played it was in Godfather's? Uh-huh. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> um, uh, I can't remember exactly the name of the of that place, but he basically, he was like, a, he was a Cuban guy that like, he left Cuba like on a raft and, and came to America. And then eventually he got enough, enough money and he started doing his own, he made his own pizza place. It was called Pizza and Subs. That was the name of it. Well, hell, just, we should do a podcast about that guy. That guy sounds inspirational that, yeah, as hell. Because my dad knew him, and he was uh, he was one of those people that he was like really cool. Because I would go in there, and uh, I'd be like, you know, hey, what kind of new machines do you have? And he was, oh, he's like, I got some new arcade machines. You know, they're, they're down they're downstairs because he had like a downstairs area you would go into, and he had the arcade set up. And I remember he had Street Fighter Super Street Fighter Two set up as a new arcade machine. And I remember the first time that I played it, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And then I didn't play Mortal Kombat until I went to, yeah, it would have been Godfathers. I played Mortal Kombat at Godfathers. And then uh, I played Mortal Kombat 2 at a place that uh, we used to go to that was a, it was a mini golf course uh, built into this building. It had a bowling alley. It had uh, the pizza parlor, parlor slash the restaurant. And and then it had like a bar for the adults to go into to into for alcohol. It was a fucking awesome place to that go. That is to. an awesome place. There used to be a lot of those places back in the times when we we grew up. Don't you kind of miss some of the nineties, like that kind of shit? Like you could go. Oh, to a most place. of the nineties. Yeah, uh, you could go into a place like there's. We have a bowling alley here, you know, in in our town now. That's kind of like that, right? Where they have a few arcade machines. You have the bowling alley. You have the bar. I mean, you don't have the mini golf course because that was crazy. But I remember playing Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat 3 in that place. The original Mortal Kombat, I played at Godfather's because we used to go to Godfather's and get the buffet all the time. And so I would fi- I would just like finish eating like super quick. I've never ate so fast in my life because you know me. I'm not a fast eater. I usually like to take no, my time. I am. I'm a super fast Steve eater. eats in about three seconds because he's not human. So I would eat super fast and I would be like, oh, I'm going to go play Mortal Kombat. And be like, okay, Sub-Zero, click, put all my coins in. I was fucking good to roll. But I remember the first time I played Street Fighter 2, I was like, this is awesome. Because I hadn't really played anything quite like that before. I hadn't really played Mortal Kombat. I played Street Fighter before I played Mortal Kombat. Now, I've always been more of a Mortal Kombat fan. But I've always liked Street Fighter because once you learn how to do the special moves and the combos, it's pretty good if you can... If you can master all when, of it. When I was younger, I liked Street Fighter more because uh, I had a Game Boy, and one of the first games I got for the Game Boy was Street Fighter 2. Yeah. And uh, original Game Boy, not the, the 
the 3DSs and stuff you people have now. Right. <laughs> uh, it had the actual Game Boy, like the, the black and white Game Boys. Yeah, and, or it was uh, green and white. Green and white. Or, yeah. But yeah, Street Fighter was one of the games that came with it. And then I had that, and then I had like a WWF game. Uh, oh yeah, that's old school right there. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It had like eight wrestlers, but it was like probably more fun than most current wrestling games. Uh, yeah, I mean, so so these wrestling games now are awesome. They're they're just, um, I don't know. You you get you get an over an abundance of them, and you're like, back in the day, you had that game, and then that's the game you played, and now you have like 500 versions of the game, and it's like it's not special anymore. Yeah, but this movie special Street Fighter because this is really the only one they made. Uh, they made the Legend of Chun Li, but that was really like a wasn't a Street Fighter movie really. It was just about one character. Yeah, and uh, I mean they did have like the animated stuff that they did for Street Fighter, which were pretty cool. Pretty cool. They oh, were, like, all the animated Street Fighter movies and stuff are really good. Yeah, and they are. Like if you're into the animated like fighting stuff, pretty much all the Street Fighter ones are good. Like uh, they kind of do the same thing for Mortal Kombat's. Those are not that good. Uh, but the Street Fighter ones are always good. Yeah, uh, because I don't know. It's just easier to write the story for these characters than it is for the Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think because like, and I guess it's just kind of like they're all, their fates are always going to be kind of similar to each other because they're the two probably biggest fighting games that you mm-hmm. have in Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. They're kind of always linked to each other. Well, I consider them the originals of the old school. Fighting yeah. They're games. the, they're the OGs of fighting games. Like, there were other fighting games before uh, Mortal Kombat. But, uh, like, Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat 1 were, like, yeah. they changed shit forever. Yeah, they changed it. Like, there, you know, there, there's always been fighting games since there have been video games. But And look at how many, how many games steal from those yeah. two. And, the, you know, these guys took from, you know, a lot of stuff. Like, uh, we talked about on previous episodes, like, stuff like Tekken. Uh, kind of stills like the algorithm of people like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat because you know Street Fighter um, takes stuff from real people. Uh, like Ryu was based off this uh, Japanese martial arts legend. Um, uh, what was his name? And then uh, Shoei. Yeah, I, I I don't know how to say Japanese names very well, uh, so I'll just <laughs> skip that. But he's based off someone real. Not everybody in Street Fighter is based off somebody real, but a lot of people are. Uh, Ken is supposed to be like uh, Chuck Norris, isn't he? Kind of. That's only Someone a rumor. That, I always thought that that's what he was supposed to be. Because they never like, confirmed it. There's only a few of them that they confirmed, like the Mike Tyson and... Uh, uh, Balrog. Yeah, Balrog. and Yeah, so... so um, those, those are really interesting aspects of how these games are built in Mortal Kombat even more so because you know you, oh, well, well just like uh, um, uh, Tekken has like the, the Bruce Lee character yeah and so does Street Fighter Street Fighter has their guy yeah they had a Bruce Lee character too it's uh what is it is it Faye... Forest Law 
and uh, Tekken. Tekken it's and uh, Forest Law, and then it's uh, Fei Long, Fei Long and, and Street, Street Fighter, Fighter and yeah. then it's uh, what is it? Uh, well, no, Mortal Kombat has a Jet Li character. It's uh, what's his name, Kung Lao, or what's his name? Uh, well, Mortal Kombat has Kung Lao. Yeah. Kung Lao, yeah, yeah, which is kind of like their Jet Li character. Yeah, I maybe yeah, I could kind of see that. Except he has the hat, which is pretty badass. From uh, um, uh, sh- Big Trouble in Little, Little China. China. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's where that would come from. All right, let's get to the comments. Actually, first, <laughs> let me go ahead and throw the, out this little nugget. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter Two was in the works after this film because it did make money, and Jean Claude Van Damme was trying to get it made. And most of the cast was going to return, except obviously Raul Julia. It's been a long, long time since his death, but rest in peace peace and fuck stomach cancer. Right. Uh, And he he filmed this movie while he was fighting stomach cancer. Oh yeah, I got Uh, got something. I have a section about Raul Julia in here too. So, uh, but Dolph Lundgren was also going to be in the part two movie as an unknown character. So. That would have been cool. I wonder to who see. he would have been then. They said an unknown, like uh, uh, they I think they said Austrian character. An Austrian character. Yeah. So that would have been interesting to see. Maybe they were trying to add something new to Street Fighter with Dolph Lundgren. Maybe they're or, gonna have him be kind of like like a Schwarzenegger type character. Maybe. Maybe that wouldn't that be like some kind of weird meta shit. That would have been funny. Playing shit. a character that's based on Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. When, when realistically, I mean, the dude that probably could have actually have been Guile would have been Dolph. That's what I was thinking. I was like, he's got the hair, he's got the body build, he has the experience. Yeah, it's like, wouldn't you think like fucking perfect as Guile? <laughs> yeah, I always thought that when I was playing the game. I, I was even like, this guy kind of looks like Dolph Lundgren, except he has like an American flag. And then yeah. a lot of people's like, oh, why'd they get Van Damme to play uh, Guile? He's not American, and it's like, okay, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. And let, I mean, but go ahead and finish your thing, and then we might uh, want to talk about JCVD. Yeah, uh, just, I mean, it would have been a cool part two to the movie, but uh, it all fell through, uh, probably mainly because of Van Damme's Coke addiction during this time. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't get. We're not talking about done. Cola. <laughs> no, it wasn't Cola. Yeah, it, it, when he was filming this movie, he was spending 10 grand a week on cocaine. Jesus. So uh, he had a big <laughs> problem. Seven grand rock. <laughs> he, was, he was fucking Charlie Sheen in the shit out of his life. Winning. Um, winning. winning. <laughs> Tiger <Yeah>. blood. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so that's probably why the movie actually didn't get made. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug. Cocaine. That's some expensive-ass cocaine. Yeah. Jesus. He must have been buying that shit from Scarface. Yeah. I got cocaine and cocaine accessories. <laughs> <laughs> I got all your paraphernalia, man. I'll take anything you got. <laughs> yeah. I'll take anything you got, man. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I, I got everything for you. Everything. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, uh, well, we'll go into, we'll go into, like, I guess the first part is about how horribly this is adapted from the video game. Okay. So many butthurt video game fans fucking hated the way that they adapted this movie. Okay, so I'll just go into it. So it says, uh, shortly after the beginning of the disastrous Street Fighter movie, we see the words based on the Capcom game Street Fighter displayed. How ironic, then, that the movie following is anything but. 
for a movie that purports to be based on one of the most well-known arcade fighting games of all time, the Street Fighter movie does not so much tell the story of the game as it does uh, rape, butcher, and mangle it into an unrecognizable form. The Mortal Kombat movie adaptation, while certainly not being a cinematic masterpiece, at least stayed relatively faithful to its own games. Somewhere along the line in this parade of broken lives and shattered dreams, someone somebody really wants to be a writer here because, like, you know, damn. Uh, but somewhere in this line of parade, in, in this uh, parade of broken lives and shattered dreams. Too bad you can't hardly fucking read that shit. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, it doesn't really flow off your tongue. No. Uh, <laughs> someone decided that the tournament-based Enter the Dragon-like storyline of the game would never fly with the American movie-going public, and so it was rewritten, becoming a typical American action flick with plenty of huge explosions, loud gunfights, and thinly-veiled right-wing propaganda. A Japanese protagonist? That will never do. Uh, Street Fighter the movie is a catastrophe. Every character, bar none, from the games is butchered and rewritten beyond recognition. Chun-Li, perhaps the only well-casted actor in this drag, being played by Ming-Na Wen, has, be, uh, has become a mere reporter with a smirking Balrog and a Hawaiian-shirted E-Honda as her camera crew, no less, instead of a detective. Uh, Ryu and Ken are incompetent gun smugglers, and uh, Jimmy and Blanca, Charles and Nash become the same person and one of the most laughably absurd plot contrivances ever thought up. There are so many incongruities between this movie and the game that it becomes difficult to tell if they are merely the result of the incompetence of the writers or their actual intent. For example, where the writers, who I hope are begging for change at the bus stop right about now, aware that Shadowloo was merely the name of M. Bison's organization and not the name of a fictitious South Asian country, which conveniently rests atop present-day Myanmar, or were they simply paying, uh, simply not paying close enough attention to the game's storyline? Who knows? Anyone who played, Street Fight, played through Street Fighter knows that each character had at least one defining personality trait. Ryu was a stoic martial artist seeking to become a true warrior. His friend Ken was brash and arrogant. Vega was obsessed with uh, his own beauty. Sagat wanted revenge on Ryu for scarring his chest, etc. It should come as no surprise that none of these traits appear in any shape, form, or fashion in this movie. And in the rare moment that, the char that a character does act like their game counterpart, it's more than often the result of some sort of lame contrivance than a scripted personality trait. Chun-Li's cameraman Balrog only happens to box. When Ryu and Ken are inducted into M. Bison's army, the uniforms they wear just happen to resemble the white and red karate geese they wore in the game. And to top it all off, M. Bison gives a lengthy explanation of how his magnetic levitation that allows him to perform the movie's equivalent of the Psycho Crusher, or, or uh, uh, yeah, movie's equivalent to the Psycho Crusher, it's as if the screenwriter set out to make a completely different movie and were only told halfway through that it was supposed to be a Street Fighter movie. Well, for a lot one... Of hurt there in three paragraphs. <laughs> well, for one, uh, the character traits that he mentioned on every one of those people, every one of those things happened in this movie. Right. <laughs> Sagat wanted revenge on uh, Ryu. Yeah. Uh, Vega only cared about his beauty. Uh, yeah. Because he gets scarred. That's why he has the mask. 
Yep. That's uh, why Vega has the mask. Is that's why, because he doesn't want to hurt his face. Um, the moneymaker. The moneymaker. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and Ry- uh, Ken is arrogant as fucking hell. And then, uh, um, you know, uh, a lot of those things did happen in this movie. And also, the storyline of Street Fighter, um, Capcom reviewed and approved every scene in this movie. They uh, helped fund this movie. They wanted this movie to be made. Right. So they're the reasons that the movie was made. So they're the creators. So they know the story better than you. Right. Well, and even like the whole thing that's like M. Bison's, you know, his uh, his organization, like his crime organization was called Shadowloo. It wasn't the name of a country. Are you telling me that if he if he had an organization that was strong enough that he wouldn't be the type of dude that would take over an entire country? That's what he did. He was the a country warlord. The country wasn't named Shadowloo. He took it over and named it Shadowloo. So basically, what they did was they were kind of like, okay, well, the M Bison that we know in the in the game, we're basically just like ramping him up a little bit, where he actually got so powerful he just took over his own country. And he has his own military and, you know, he has his own government and everything. He just, he was a warlord. He dealt drugs. He did, you know, he did weapons and he got so big and so powerful that he ended up just kind of taking his own country. Well, that's why, and also that's why there's Street Fighter 1 and Street Fighter 2 and Super Street Fighter and Street Fighter, the video game, or the Street Fighter, the movie video game. Right. The movie, the game. (laughs) The movie, the game. Yeah. Uh. Because it's its own separate thing also, but it also has Street Fighter characters in it. Right. It's the same thing as, um, you know, Mortal Kombat. Like, you know, there's there's characters in Mortal Kombat that have really, really important storylines that kind of get sidelined in the movies. But that doesn't mean anything because they could have, you know, stories progress in Mortal Kombat. Right. You know. Well, and you've also got way more magic and stuff in Mortal Kombat too, because you're dealing with like, you know, Outworld and like the the Nether Realm and all these different things that are like, you know, like you know, beings that can like perform magic and stuff like that. I mean, you know, there's a lot more like you know mystical type of stuff in Mortal Kombat than you have in the Street Fighter games. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that with this, it's like when people were talking about like, you know, the characters personalities don't really seem to fit. It's like really, they did a pretty good job of making almost everybody's personality fit who they are. You know, I thought so. I mean, I I think that was one of the things in this movie that doesn't feel right, except maybe Blanca. But it's like, I don't exactly remember how Blanca becomes a weird, like green, like rage monster. They don't explain that. Honestly, I think he was kind of forced into this movie because they're like, well, we got to have Blanca. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, that doesn't really make sense with what we're doing. It's like, well, you know, Bison's pretty fucking crazy. Wouldn't he have like a lab where he would just experiment on people? Okay, fuck it. That's how we'll put Blanca in this. That's how we put Blanca in this movie. But uh, it's like, I mean, you put Dalsim in the movie too, and he does nothing. He's just a scientist. And he's barely a scientist. He's He's just kind of like walking around the lab like, what are you guys doing? Gonna touch it? Oh, I'm not gonna touch it. 
it's like, the, it's like what, what the fuck role am I doing right now? I don't understand what the fuck my character is. They could have literally just killed me after I started playing the videos, and it would have been okay. Yeah. I, I will say that that little whole section with Blanca and Dalsim didn't really make any sense, because they didn't really have to be in the movie. And they they are still barely in the movie. <laughs> They're just well, kind of like Gal's emotional connection, why he wants to kill Bison. Yeah, because he's captured some of his men and, and his, one of his, his good friends. Best friends, yeah. Yeah, uh, his was captured. But yeah, it's I, I always thought it was kind of interesting how you know people wanted to complain about how the characters don't feel right in this movie. And I'm like, did you actually watch it? Because I'm like, basically everybody in Everybody's here, pretty solid. Everybody's pretty, pretty similar. I mean... I, I had one comment. I didn't. I did. I don't think I saved it because I was like, it's probably not a big deal. But somebody was like, "Wait, Honda's supposed to be Japanese. He's not Hawaiian." And it's like, are we, are we really going to complain about that? It's like, you know, there are Hawaiians that go to Japan and become sumos. Well, and also, um, most sumos are ancestors to Japanese people. So yeah, fuck you. I mean, yeah, they I share mean, an ancestor. So. Yeah, they, that's that's fine. You know, that's the uh, you know a lot of yeah a lot of sumos from from Hawaii. A lot of Samoans are ancestors of Japanese people. Yeah, and so are Hawaiians. And so are Hawaiians. So you can't really complain about that. Like yeah, I I thought it was more realistic. Me personally, that E Honda was Samoan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I did because I remember playing the game and I I just. I kind of thought he was Samoan when I played the games. Right. Not Japanese. Well, it's kind of like everybody always wanted to say, like, in, in WWF back in the day. That, yeah, we're not uh, saying that Isha. It's yeah. still the worst name. The WWF ever. back in the day, you had Yokozuna, right? And Yokozuna. And Yokozuna's fucking Samoan. He's not actually a Japanese Yeah, Yokozuna's guy. Samoan. But, yeah, but he played, uh, you know, a, a Japanese character basically in the ring. So... You know, there's there's that, but it's like it, well, a lot it's of okay. times. And you know, Keanu Reeves is from Hawaii. Yeah, we did an episode on uh, 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 Forty Seven Ronin, where people were saying that was a bad choice. It's like, well, you know, Keanu Reeves does have Japanese in him. Yeah, he has Asian ancestry, and he is supposed to be a foreigner in the context of Forty Seven Ronin. So it wouldn't make yeah. any damn sense to cast a Japanese person. In that movie, yeah, if he's not actually because his character to be, is is not supposed to he's supposed to be an outcast. Yeah, he's an outcast. He's a half breed because he's supposed yeah. to be half Japanese and half white in the story. And if you actually watch the fucking movie, you would get that. But that's the thing that's I think is interesting about this movie. Like people always want to bitch about like racial diversity. This movie has all fucking kinds of racial diversity because. You've got Native Americans in this movie. You have like uh, you have like Mexican actors. You know, you've got women get uh, underestimated in the movie, and they're badasses like Chun Li. Like, Chun Li, yeah. Like they literally make a point to show no, she's a badass. She's one of the people that can actually legit beat Bison on her own. Right. Yeah. Like like because Chun Li was always one of my favorites from the original game. I think Chun Li is almost anyone that's ever played Street Fighter is one of their favorites because. Yeah. She is a badass, and her storyline in those games are always awesome. Yeah. Like, it's like Ken, Ryu, Chun-Li. 
like for real, like in those yeah. games. And then you have some people that are like the you know the fans of Guile because they they've mastered Guile's move set and stuff. And Guile's but, move set is awesome. Yeah, it, everything about Guile's pretty awesome because his his, uh, his soundtrack is awesome. That's what one of the new things the new Street Fighter game though they kind of make him like a sideline character. You can't even fight as him. Yeah. He's just like a background character, and I'm like, what? That's like, yeah, and then I think I think they said something that, like, you could buy him as a DLC. Fuck you. And it's like, oh, I'm not going to fucking buy Guile. <laughs> Guile is one of the OGs. I shouldn't have, like, to buy like, you have to buy Chun-Li as DLC. It's like, go oh, fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Go Capcom. fuck yourself. <laughs> and so, they fucking play in Mortal Kombat, and they're like, you can buy Raiden. It's like, uh, I can buy Raiden? Fuck you. I yeah. can play as Raiden. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the, the, I don't know. People sometimes, sometimes Capcom loses its fucking mind with DLC. But but anyway, but I even saw one comment where somebody said, like, why is uh, Ming-Na Wen playing Chun-Li when she's not actually Chinese? Chun-Li is supposed to be Chinese. And Ming-Na Wen is from Macau, which is, it's an Asian country and it's it's near China. But people were super butthurt about that. And I'm like, can you name an actress at this time? The only other person who probably could have played this would have been Tia Carrere. She might have been the only other actress at this she time. She couldn't have done this. But she though. wouldn't have been able to pull off Chun-Li, I don't think, and made it convincing because like Tia Carrere really can't fight. You know, Ming-Na Wen actually can do some of her own fighting. You know, but it's like... Are we really going to bitch and complain about that? I'm like, you have like almost every ethnicity that you can think of in this movie. Like it's everybody's pretty well represented. I mean, you know, I mean, they even got DJ pretty right. The Jamaican dude, you know? Yeah. I mean, who is uh, based off Billy Blanks, Billy Blanks. Oh, really? That's who DJ was based off from Billy Blanks is. uh, um, Yeah. Let me get one of them, too. So, but Billy Blanks, he's not Jamaican, though, is he? Isn't he just like an American? No, he's Jamaican. Is, is Billy Blanks Jamaican? I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard him talk to that. <laughs> no, he doesn't talk Jamaican. Oh, okay. But his, he's, his family's from Jamaica. Oh, okay. He just doesn't have the accent. I gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, look at young Billy Blanks whenever he had the dreads and stuff, and then look at uh, DJ. DJ, and they look basically pretty similar especially in this movie they did a good job of casting somebody that was kind of a weaker version of billy blanks much weaker yeah because he doesn't even really fight in this movie this is my severance pay <laughs> this is yeah it's like could you not like that was my thought like could you not get billy blanks like, probably could have actually got him to do this movie. That would have been interesting yeah like hey billy blanks will you play a character he's probably like yeah sure i mean I'm not expensive. I'm not Jean-Claude Van Damme right now. Right. I haven't I haven't invented Tybo yet. Yeah, I didn't create a Tybo yet. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that got him known. That was what made him super fame super famous because he got like whatever fucking like does anybody actually still do Tybo? Yes, it's still it hugely popular, yes. Oh wow. Yeah. He's like fifty something, still in great shape. Yeah. Well, just goes to show you like if you've got a good routine you know it it, it definitely helps yes it does i, I mean, mean kind of sells itself pretty old as shit now and he still can do fights like yeah he he's doing motherfucking younger. what's the commercial i seen him in the other day shit i forget what it was fucking some big big advertisement he was in a commercial and i was like damn 
was a yeah. Tostitos, wasn't it? Tostitos. 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 Yeah, I was like, yeah. damn, Van Damme's doing Tostitos commercials? I was like, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to make a comeback here. JCVD comeback tour. It's like the Dolph Lundgren comeback. Right. <laughs> Creed 2, everybody needs to go watch it. And Aquaman, get your tickets. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll take like a break right here, and then uh, when we come back, we will we will talk about Guile and Jean Claude Van Damme, and then we'll also talk about Raul Julia as Bison because people had some some things about that. So, but when we come back, we'll go ahead and talk about all that stuff. We'll get into it. Okay. All right. It was twenty years ago. You hadn't promoted yourself to general yet. You were just a petty drug lord. <laughs> you and your gang of murderers gathered your small ounce of courage to raid across the border for food, weapons, <laughs> slave labor. My father was the village magistrate. A simple man with a simple code justice. He gathered the few people that he could to stand against you. <laughs> you and your bullies were driven back by farmers with pitchforks. <laughs> My father saved his village at the cost of his own life. You had him shot as you ran away. A hero at a thousand paces. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of it. You don't remember? For you, the day Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> oh, that's the most baller shit ever isn't it yeah he is uh he's the man right, i mean yeah. he is one of the most badass villains in cinematic history like if he was still alive we all wished he was still alive right he would definitely be somewhere in the MCU as a main villain. Yeah. And, you know, he would just be on fire. Like, imagine if he was in uh, No Country for Old Men, he, he was the Javier Bardem character. Oh, man. Nothing is against Javier Bardem, but Raul Julia could show you something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he could, yeah, he could show you something. Like, for real. Yeah. He's yeah. also the best version of Gomez Adams ever. Gomez Adams In ever. Any adaptation of the Adams family. He's always ever the, yeah. he's the Gomez that I think in my head when somebody mentions the Adams family or Gomez Adams, I think of Raw Julia. Like immediately that's the version I think of. I don't think yeah. of the TV show version or any of that kind of stuff. Or like did they do a cartoon based on Adams Family for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think of those. I think of Raul Julia's version because his version of Gomez was fucking perfect. Well, just like anything Raul Julia does, is uh, he dominates it. Right. 
Yeah. Well, since we're talking about Raw, let's go ahead and, and get into the comment about Raw. Let's talk about Raw. Okay. <laughs> it's about to get Raw on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get Raw. Okay, so... Because Raw is Raw. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warn you ahead of time. This, this, this whole paragraph is going to piss you off. It's gonna, it's gonna make you, it's gonna make you fucking angry because it did for me, but I'm gonna have to read it again because I have to. It's part of the job. <laughs> so, um, wait, when is my? Are you gonna send my check at some point? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure you hadn't forgot about that. Whenever the Street Fighter Two movies made. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> wait for them royalties to kick in. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so it says I wrote uh, Street Fighter Two, so I'm waiting on that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> gotta wait on that Street Fighter Two movie movie check. <laughs> yeah, uh, movie cash. Uh, but it says, uh, why is Raul Julia M. Bison? Raul hasn't exactly made a career playing super tough fighters, has he? Seeing him fight Van Damme in the end is laughable. Bison flies around the screen shooting Van Damme with lightning bolts, and Van Damme, with one kick, kills him. And this guy is supposed to be a top-notch martial artist? Hey, he spends most of the movie fantasizing over killing Guile, and when he does meet him, he gets his ass kicked in two seconds. Blessings for death itself for taking Raul Julia before he had to see himself lowered as a great actor for being in this piece of crap. I am sure that he must have known that he was on the verge of death when he lowered uh, when he uh, decided to take this film. They must have offered him some great money to help out his family or something. The movie certainly is not up to the other kind of work you saw from Mr. Julia. The performance is wooden and seems to be pieced together from what the director may have had on hand. That is, maybe Julia did not even finish his scenes before his death. I remember watching the film and thinking he looked terminal to a degree that even a makeup artist could not make him seem healthy. So Okay. First thing is he took this role as M. Bison because his kids were a fan of Street Fighter and he wanted to do something that they uh, could enjoy that he did in his life because he had a feeling that he was going to die. Right. So he didn't even tell the crew that he had stomach cancer and weeks before filming, he just had surgery. Yeah. Because they had a strict schedule. He was working like 16-hour days, and he had low energy. Never once complained. Never yeah. once asked for a different schedule. Even he's though a professional. He was, he's a professional. Even though he's a superstar at this point. This was his last movie. Um, he wanted to create something that his kids could watch over and over again and remember him by. And they love Street Fighter, so he wanted to make sure he finished this movie. Right. So everything you just said, thinking you know Raul Julia are... Saying that he's fortunate he died before he got to see his own performance in the movie. That line pissed me off when I when I was going through and I was looking at this stuff. Because I even, I even had to say this to my roommate because I was like, look at how fucked up this asshole is. Blessings for death itself for taking Raul Julia before he had... A chance to see himself, uh, you know, in this movie, and I'm like, so you're basically saying that, oh, it's a good thing that he died before he could see his own performance. You're literally saying that, well, you know, if he'd been able to live, he would have seen how crappy his performance was. 
what kind of an asshole are you that you're going to sit here and, and say that about somebody? Say, say someone should die because of a movie because that you, you don't didn't want, like. You don't want them to see their own performance and what you thought was bad acting. The performance that you thought was shitty is one of the only things about this movie that even the haters actually liked about it. Most people were like, well... You know, Raul Julia, like, he might not totally be who I would think is Bison, but he did a pretty good job, and his lines are memorable. He's a, he's, a, he's like a, a great villain, you know, because he's a good foil to Van Damme in this movie. Like, most people, even the haters, usually, that didn't like, uh, you know, him being Bison, they were like, well, he made the most of it, and he was one of the more entertaining parts of this movie. Even if they hated everything else, they hated the casting, they thought it was... Not like the video game at all. All these different things that they complained about. Most of the time they were like, well, I don't agree that he's Bison, but he was the most entertaining part of this movie. He is entertaining. He was super talented. And there's nothing, no matter how much you fucking hate a movie. I mean, we don't like Channing Tatum. Do we want him to die so that he can't see himself in Magic Mike 3? No, because that's fucking horrible. Who who thinks like that? Why would we, you know... Say, hey, Channing Tatum died. Channing Tatum, we're not fans of him in movies. There's a couple things that he does that he's, like you the know, Street movies. He's good in those. He's kind of funny in those. He's from Alabama, so we don't want him to die. No, but we kind of wish that he would stop doing this shit where he thinks he's an actor. <laughs> he's not an actor, but that doesn't stop people from being in movies. Yeah. That's never stopped people from being in movies, you know? Like, I mean, Beyonce is not an actress, and she gets movies from time to time. She's a singer. Yeah, she's a singer. J-Lo's in movies. Like, uh, you she's know, a singer. She's, she's not a really singer. an actress. You know, Eminem's done a couple movies. He's a rapper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's these things where people, people can be in movies and not be actors. But Raul Julia was one of the greatest actors of you know, that generation. Of that generation. And if you've watched anything that he's been in, like anything, even the Street Fighter movie, you'll know that. Yeah. Like he took a character like M. Bison and before then was just kind of a character that you fought on a video game. He was just kind of like the boss. He was the end boss. End boss. But then after that, he was, you know, much more because he made the legacy off that. That's what Raul added to that character. Yes. Like you were saying, his costume, his mannerisms, a lot of the way that they depict Bison now is based on Raul Julia's performance. Exactly, because what are they going to say? We can think of something better? Yeah. They're like, no, that that nailed it. It's like when people, it, um, it, it would be like if people complained about Mark Hamill being the Joker for like the Arkham games or the cartoon and stuff like that. It's like, who's the best, like animated joker it's mark hamill his fucking voice is yeah. amazing for it you know but it would be like you know people saying that like well you know he did a, a terrible version of the joker it's like no his version's pretty much like the standard if you're doing like a voiceover version of the joker his is the standard everybody looks to mark hamill's as like he is the definitive joker it's Rolls julia is a definitive and bison it's kind of the same thing where people's like Oh, uh, this Dolph Lundgren guy is Ivan Draco? Well, he can't act or whatever. And it's like, there's not a more iconic boxing villain than Ivan Drago. Than Drago. Not in any movie. 
I mean, and you're even <laughs> talking about the Rocky series where you have guys like Apollo Creed and yeah. fucking uh, Mr. T. Yeah, you know? there's there's no there's no one that is a biggest rival to Rocky than Ivan Drago. Right. There's no one because there's no one that can fight Drago except Rocky. That that was what was people are like, oh well, he would have killed Rocky in real life. Well, this is a fucking movie for one. Right. It's not real life. But what the point of that movie was was Rocky was the only one that could fight him. Right. Apollo Creed was you know. Um, uh, Rocky's biggest opponent until, you know, Drago came along. Yeah, and, and then Clubber Drago gave him gave him a run for his money. You but know, Clubber, Clubber wasn't what Drago Drago was because Drago was a freak because he's like six foot. What's how tall is Dolph? Six Dolph five, six 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 six. Yeah, and like two. Well, in Rocky four, he was like what two eighty muscle. Probably two seventy muscle, something like that. There's a lot of muscle. He still is. Yeah. He's he he's he's and Dolph currently did that right. legitimately without roids. Yeah, the Dolph still does it legitimately without yeah. roids. <laughs> he doesn't need roids. Yeah. Drago did in the story because it made sense. You know, the Soviets were were basically trying to use him as a weapon. Because how does a real person get that big? Like, but Dolph Lundgren really is legit that big, right? And strong and. Uh, but that was one of the things people complained about this movie is they were like, well, you could tell that Raul Julia was sick and he couldn't, you know, like the, you know, M. Bison's kind of like a big, like a, you know, muscled up dude. And, you know, Raul Julia didn't look like that. He looked kind of skinny. You know, it's like, well, I mean, because he is dealing with yeah, a cancer. Balrog doesn't look like Balrog in the video game either. I mean, Balrog's yeah. muscles, fucking muscles. Like crazy in the yeah. video games, dude. That they got to play him doesn't really have a lot of muscles. Like, not really. No, you know, he just kind of looks like an old school boxer. Even like, E Honda in this movie isn't as fat as E Honda is in the game. Yeah, because they literally would have had a cast at Yokozuna. They would have had they got actual Yokozuna, and you know, like he he's not that mobile. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't, yeah, he couldn't do all that. And the, the character that they got to cast, they're like, Hey, he has a fun personality. This is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, which is kind of funny because he's a Tuyasa Sopo. <laughs> oh, he is a Tuyasa Sopo. He's a Tuyasa Sopo. So I don't know if he's related to Marquez. Well, he would have to be he really probably would have to be, I would think. Yeah. It's like being a, a Noai. Uh, uh, yeah. Because that's yeah. like the rocks family. And yeah. Roman, Roman Reigns and stuff like and Joseph. Like Nia and, Jax yeah. and, and all those guys. Yeah, like you would, you have to family. really be a part of that family. If you have that last name Tuyasa Sopo, I don't think yeah. it's very common. Yeah. So I'm like, he, he's probably, I don't know if he's like the brother of Marquez Tuyasa Sopo. But he's one of those. He's from the Toyota. It could be a cousin. Yeah. Could be a cousin, maybe. I don't know. I didn't quite look it up, but I was like looking through. I was like, who's the dude that played E Honda? And I was like, I think it's like Peter Toyasa Sopo. And I was like, oh, wait, like Marquez Toyasa Sopo, the guy who used to be the quarterback for the Raiders. I was like, oh, shit, really? He's a. Oh, like, that's interesting. He probably played football, too. Yeah. Yeah, he might have, because hell, a lot of those Samoans, they do play football. It's like. Kind of like just it's just a way of life in Samoa now, 
I mean, they go down to those islands and they find linebackers, safeties. That's, you know, Troy Palomalu, all those guys. If all those guys would just stay in Hawaii, they'd be in, like, national championships. Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> if Hawaii could just build off of their, their own, own, people. own people instead of USC yeah. and Oregon and shit still in Washington. Stealing their players. Stealing those people. Hell yeah, man. They would be fucking... <laughs> yeah, they would just run people off that island because they'd be like, fuck, we can't deal with those damn Samoans. They're fucking too good. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just thought that, like, I was like, I had to save that section because I was like, to have somebody who who actually was glad that Raw Julia died so that he wouldn't be able to see his own performance in this movie, it's like, that's fucking horrible and you're a horrible piece of shit for even thinking about that. You know, whoever that guy is on IMDb that wrote that shit, go fuck yourself. I hope you hear this, and uh, if you have a problem with that, you can email at beyond the hate at yahoo.com and I'll beat the Catch fuck me outside. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, because, uh, you know, people like you just don't deserve to be allowed to make comments whenever you think he should have died before he's seen his performance. And his performance wasn't bad, by the way. It was one of the best in the movie. Yeah. But people still quote him to this day. Like yeah. the, the clip that you played. Where it was like, you know, he's talking about, but for me it was Tuesday. That's like the, one of the most iconic fucking lines. And then there's even the bit, you know, later on where like it shows Guile on the screen. They're like, you know, oh, you know, Colonel Guile is alive. And he's like, of course. Of you course. Know, I like, guess you couldn't see that, could you? Yeah. <laughs> and the like, oh, fuck you because I have an eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, fuck fucking you, pirate kickboxer. <laughs> pirate kickboxer, yeah. <laughs> Arr. Arr. Um, but, uh, but uh, we'll talk about the other uh, super famous person in this movie, which is Jean-Claude. So Wait, Van Damme's in this movie? Yeah, I'm Van Damme is in this movie, you know? <laughs> Van Damme, he's awesome. Van Damme, he's awesome, yeah. So uh, first off, the worst casting in history, uh, Van Damme is Guile, who is an American. He can't even speak English, and that's in all caps. Uh, the whole, yes, he can. The whole movie, his crappy accent doesn't even come close to a spoken word of English, let alone an American accent. Why not? You know, why not cast the Belgian Jean Claude Van Damme as the American Guile and have him become the main character? It's not as if as, as if uh, fans of the game are going to mind, are they? What was uh, JCVD thinking when he signed up to make this load of shit? With Van Damme, his expression usually reads something like, okay, I'm here to save the world, nothing to worry about. Some people say Van Damme can't act. Well, in this movie, whenever he spoke, I would wince. If he can't act, then this movie definitely proves it. The only reason Van Damme draws a crowd is because he's a good fighter. But you don't notice that in this movie, because the fight scenes are rubbish. Jean-Claude was definitely on a downhill slide when he made this, and shortly thereafter, the muscles from Brussels found himself relegated to the straight-to-video racks. He was starting to age uh, by 1994, and not in a pleasant way. When uh, Van Damme is starring in a film, you're already preparing for something bad, but this might actually be the worst film he's ever made, and it's more than just bad, it's excruciatingly bad. It's not if if it's not the worst film ever made completely, it's close. <laughs> no, I mean uh, Van Damme was still in his prime in this. He still looks great to this day. Yeah, like 
I mean, do you amazing. think do you think Tostitos would have him be the face of their brand yeah. if he was some washed up actor that couldn't do anything anymore? Yeah, he he still looks great. He was amazing in this film. Uh, Guile, I he mean, was he was good in that uh, Jean Claude Van Johnson show too. Yeah, I mean, I don't the know why Amazon, Amazon show? got rid of that. I was having a blast watching it. It was so hilarious because it had good action and it was funny. It was really yeah. funny. It was uh, a lot of people did like it though. And like after like that's when he started getting the commercials and stuff because they're like, hey, he's funny and he, you know, he's a big name, and, uh, and he's got all that charisma too. I mean, like when all J all really JCVD does. has to do is throw that smile on you and you're like, oh fuck man, yeah, I love this you're guy. good, hey, you I, I, I like you. And sometimes he, or back in the day, he was complicated to work with, but that's because of you know the his, cocaine, his <laughs> coke addiction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a thing. I mean, there's no reason not to mention it in this episode because everyone knows he had it, and that's what made him complicated to work with back in those days because, you know, um, it's it was just a crutch on him because he wasn't dealing with the fame right, and um, he turned to the drugs. He was instead. overworked, too. Like uh, his agent, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the, this month you got this film, you're filming for two months, and when that's over with, you're filming this movie. He was putting out like six, seven movies a year. Right. You know, like, and by the way, the thing about the straight-to-DVD movies, that was most of every action star's movies in those days. It's only judged today by box office budget. Back in the day, Stallone's biggest movies. Almost straight to DVD a lot of times. Uh, I, I mean, how much money did Rambo make in the theaters? Does probably not a lot. Remember? Probably not a lot. I, I want to say Rambo three was straight to DVD. Right. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, but like a lot of those like movies back in the day, like The Quest and stuff like that, they weren't box office movies. They were just straight to DVD movies, but people would rent the fuck out of them when you went to a movie store. Because you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's oh, a new, new Van Damme movie. movie. Let me go ahead and check yeah. this out. They used to oh, be the environment. Oh, Schwarzenegger movie. Let me check this out. Exactly, know? like Commando. I bet you it made, like, fuck off and uh, fucking made, box like, office. $5 million in the box, box office. Box office. Probably made $500 million, uh, not 500 but like $100 million in fucking DVD sales or rentals and shit. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Because we might eventually get into Commando because Commando's uh, awesome, you yeah. know. Like, uh, what was it? Cobra was Stallone. I doubt that even went to theaters, but it's probably yep. one of his best. One of the one of the uh, greatest gangster movies of all time, Scarface, complete flop in the box office. One point one million dollars. Yeah, nobody fucking it. went. No to one, go watch one it. watched it. Brian De but Palma, it's a classic nobody. now. It's a classic now because fucking everybody has a yeah. copy of it. Untouchables. Uh, that was that was fucking a flop in the theaters. Yeah, it's a classic gangster movie. How much money did Tombstone make in the theater? Probably about twenty million. Yeah, and it made all of its money back. On yeah, DVD it was probably sales. the greatest western ever made. It's my favorite western to watch. I fucking love that movie. You know, probably you know. And you, if we do if we our first western might actually be Tombstone. Oh my god, that'd so, be like a four hour episode, right? So good. So Kurt Russell, good. Kurt Russell named his son Wyatt. Yeah, after Wyatt Earp. <laughs> yeah, and Val Kilmer has the best version of Doc Holliday you've ever seen on anything. But that's yeah. the thing. like People who want to shit on Jean-Claude and a lot of these action guys for having these straight-to-DVD movies or movies Jackie that... Jackie Chan was one of those guys. Jackie Chan, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, a lot of Jet Li stuff went straight to, to DVD. I mean, it made money in China, but over here it didn't do anything because they didn't release them to theaters. They went straight to DVD. Yeah, they had to. Like uh, like the one set that I have that's um, the uh, Once Upon a Time in China movies. I'm not sure what they're called in, in, in actual China. I don't know. I'm sure what the original titles are, but that's what they're called in America. And like they didn't release those to theaters. If you got that... I remember getting that set. It was at, uh, remember Suncoast when Suncoast mm-hmm. was around? I walked into Suncoast and they had that three pack. It was Once Upon a Time in China, one, two, three. And it was just straight up on DVD. They didn't release it to theaters because Jet wasn't known really. And the only thing that he did in America that got him known was Lethal Weapon 4. Which is my favorite Lethal Weapon movie. Yeah, but if you go in and do a store and you were looking for like Jet Li movies, they didn't really have a lot of that shit. And if they did, it was stuff that wasn't released in the theaters. It was just stuff that just went straight to, to DVD. Well, here's the best okay. example of that. Um, uh, whenever I was in high school, you know, went over to the, the video store or whatever uh, before I was going to go stay the night over at uh, John's. And uh, uh, I found Iron Monkey. Yeah. And uh, I, I rented it. Because it said Quentin Tarantino presents, and we were like, "Oh shit!" So Quentin Iron Monkey, and we went over there and watched it, and we were both like, "This is like instantly like one of our favorite it's martial one arts." One of my mo- favorite martial arts movies. You Still to like, this day, like it you could be like, of, "Hey, you know, John, you want to come over? I have beer, and I put on Iron Monkey. Fucking, I'm down. Let's do it. That sounds yeah. like a great fucking time, right? Like, like that's how you used to like Iron Monkey wasn't released in American theaters. No, it was a pure it was just Chinese went, release. It went straight to uh um what well, it was DVD. It was DVD. Yeah, it was that still was DVD. Early DVD days. Yeah, yeah, early DVD days. Uh, <laughs> DVD days. DVD 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 DVD. I think I just cast a spell in Harry Potter. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for the goat that's now. I thought I just summoned like the East and the craft or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I just did. Hail to the God of the Watchtowers of the East. I think that's how that spell goes. Yeah. Basically, if you do that long enough, you summon Joe Dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not. I think we have six more times. So don't. Yeah, we need to make sure we don't fuck that up. Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> but because we could summon Joder too by accident. Yeah, <laughs> <Y'all should. laughs> yeah, the movie that shall not be named, um, like Voldemort. Never make a movie on crackle. Right. <laughs> Never make a movie on crack anyway. While you're at it. <laughs> yes, we're we're beyond the hate, but Jesus, there's some movies that come out. That you're just kind of like, why did this get made? You know, like, how did this get made? That's why they have that show with Sheer and and Manzuka's. How did this get made? You, you can actually do one of those for Joe Dirt because you're like, how the fuck did this get made? Who thought that making Joe Dirt 2 was a good idea? It was a fucking classic. Just leave this shit alone. It'd be like, it'd be like Sandler coming back and being like, I'm going to do Waterboy 2. Why? What the fuck is Bobby going to do now? That story's pretty much done. It's told. You're like 50, Adam. Yeah, you're like fucking 50 now. What, Bobby's going to be like the coach now? He took over from the old ball coach. and That's not going to be funny. He's running the team? Like, what the fuck is he going to coach and tell players to do? Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to b- b- blitz over the top of him. And, 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 and it's like, what, and, 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 and sack him. 
It's like that's not a play, Bobby. That's not a play, man. That's just a straight up blitz. Anybody can can do that. Yeah, water boy. Like, who the fuck's gonna watch that? Like, nobody's gonna watch that. It'd be the worst. Adam Sandler would just be like, he could just feel his career dying as he shoots that movie. It's like, well, fuck, I'm done. I mean, might as well just open up a Quiznos and fucking go back. Jennifer to Aniston and can't always save you, Adam. She can't always come and save you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Anyway. So uh, since we're talking about action movies, let's talk about how this is a shitty action movie. Okay, let's, let's <laughs> see what they got to say about that. So uh, it says, uh, for an action slash martial arts movie, the fighting and action sequences are very tame and, and, and far between. Sadly, however, the martial arts fighting style has been mostly watered down in favor of ammo, guns, and bazookas. Bazookas are tight. Yeah, bazookas are tight. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, the film really doesn't have anything to offer, honestly. I recommend it only to huge fans of Van Damme uh, and kids or teenagers with nothing better to do than to watch some badly choreographed fights by Van Damme and various badly trained actors. Consider some of the inherent problems in making a quality adaptation to this game to the silver screen. First of all, you need at least a dozen male or female actors in good enough shape to at least look like martial artists. You have to work up some decent fight choreography incorporating both wildly diverse martial arts styles and over-the-top stunts that are only possible with wire works and maybe some CG. Mm -hmm. You have to come up with a story that gives all these characters something to do, and you have to do it in a way that caters to the demands of the original fans of the game. You have to have actors who can at least pretend to fight or fighters, or at least fighters who aren't total stiffs on camera. And if background info on this movie is accurate, you have to try and do it on the cheap, sparing every expense. It utilizes virtually none of the signature moves and styles of the supporting characters from the video game. The actors basically do ballet at each other while the camera cuts around to make us think that actual fighting is happening. The Street Fighter characters are known for their signature moves, and there aren't any here. Sure, Ryu puts his hands in a familiar way when you see a blue flash and Cammy. Who the hell cast Kylie Minogue in a fighting role? That's just like in a in like a little parentheses. Yells, genius. Yells thrust kick while she's kicked some random bad guy in the face, but that's it. First of all, you make a movie about street fighters, you'd think it would make sense to actually include actors that can fight. Van Damme can fight, but that's pretty much it. Because of this, the fights suck, obviously. This movie should revolve mostly around the fights, but there are only a few, and they suck. <laughs> well, uh, Ming can fight. Yeah, Ming uh, Ma Wen can fight. Yeah, for real. Uh, she can fight. Um, I'm pretty sure... Um, uh, what's the name? What's the, character, what's the actor's name uh, that plays Ryu... Billy Wayne? Um... He can fight. Um, uh, Byron Man. Byron Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can fight. Um, and uh, that fight scene with him and Vega towards the end is pretty badass. Yeah. Um, my only real disappointment of this movie, and I told Steve this earlier, my only disappointment with this movie was you did get to see uh, Ryu and Vega fight in the cage. That would have been fucking awesome. You do get to see the fight at, at, later on. Yeah. When the AN, the Allied Nations, are invading the compound and all, every, all hell's breaking loose. They, he, he does get a chance to fight him there. 
and Ryu gets scratched. You know, it's kind of like the homage to to Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon when Han scratches him with the bear claw. Yeah, and, he's like, actually fighting yeah. Vega and Sagat at the same time. Yeah. So it's actually cool that they do eventually fight, but I'm like, fuck, I want to see them fight in the cage. And then Guile fucking breaks the building down with a tank. And he's like, you are all under arrest. You're (laughs) all arrested, you know. And it's just like, fuck, man, Guile, I want to see that fight. That would have been good. And, you know, the the guy talked about his accent earlier. And uh, it's like, if you cast Van Damme, you can't make him change his accent. It's like casting Schwarzenegger is like, oh, why don't they try to... Yeah, you can't do that, Schwarzenegger. It's like, uh, that's one of the best things about him. Because it's like It's this cool fucking accent. It's like casting Vin Diesel is like, okay, Vin, talk like a redneck now. And it's like, no, I'm not, no, not going to do, do that. that. I'm, I'm just going to talk like Vin Diesel talks. Yeah. Because my voice is fucking awesome, amazing. <laughs> this is my voice. It's like, all right, Anthony Hopkins, I'm glad we got you here. So uh, you're going to have to lose that accent. We can't work with that. You're going to have to. Uh, and it's like, excuse me, what'd you say? <laughs> we're we're going to need you to. We're going to need you to to talk like Ted Cruz. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not talk like Anthony Hopkins, Morgan Freeman. That voice is just god awful. Yeah, you just like you're, you just, yeah. I mean. But that's the thing. Like, I think the the problem that people have is that there's this idea that you can have an American like, accent. You know, there are Americans that have fucking accents. Well, yeah, we, we all technically have accents. But see, the thing about Guile in this movie, yeah, he's a part of the AN, which yeah. is the Allied Nations, which means he could have spent most of his life in France. But been an American, right? Yeah, and he would pick up an American he's accent. Military, so he probably could have been because you know we all know that Van Damme is Belgian, and you do see when you see the rows of the different soldiers for the AN, and he has to give that speech about how they're supposed to go home, and he was like, "Oh, they tell us that we can go home," and he was like, "You know, so basically, you know, Bison's going to get, you know, he's going to get bought off for his crimes, you know, and we can just go home." You do see all those different flags, and the guy that's like the f- very front in the camera has a Belgian flag patch on his shoulder. Yeah, and he's, while the he's one in like smiling. Van yeah. Dam, so I think that's supposed to be like okay, like you know, normally, uh, you know, maybe he he is supposed to be from Belgium, but because he's you know served with America for so long. He has the American flag patch, but he still has yeah, his natural it, it accent. Could, it could be either way. He could be from Belgium in an American military. Yeah. Or he could be American, but spends his, spent most of his life in Belgium. Yeah, because you do have people. Or like Van Damme born, lives in France. Yeah, you have people that are you know born of military families, and they pick up accents of the country that they live in and not necessarily the, the country of where their parents are from. It's like Mel Gibson was born and raised in Australia. Doesn't have an Australian accent anymore. No, because he's lived in America for so long. He's lost it. Yeah. You know, Nicole Kidman lost her accent. Yeah, completely. She was from Australia. Hugh Jackman barely has it. Yeah. But I mean, as far as, like people complaining about the action of this, it's like you do have martial arts, but that's the thing is that a lot of people think whenever you have like either a martial arts movie or you have a movie like this that has like guns and 
and explosions and stuff like that. They think that you have to have just nothing but nonstop action all the time. If you know anything about action movies, action is great when it when it it's used properly. If warning just, shot. Warning shot. <laughs> if you just have wall-to-wall action, even in something like The Expendables, which is basically like a, a, a fucking two-hour ass-kick festival, and it's basically just like wall-to-wall action, you still have to have story in there, and you still have moments where it slows down and they have to you have to explain shit. You have to go through the story. And those are on The Expendables movies, which is basically nothing but action stars, you know, and it's... I think sometimes when people see stuff like this, it's like if you're a fan of action movies, then you understand how it works. If you don't like action movies, then what the fuck are you doing watching a Street Fighter movie that has fucking Van Damme in it? If you know that you're not an action movie fan and you like to watch shit like The Notebook, for example, that's your lane. Get in your fucking lane and stay out of the action lane. Yeah. Because you don't understand how it works. Action movies are very simple in the way that they're done. Oh, if you like the notebook, by the way, the two people that played in the notebook that was love interest fucking hate each other in real life. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're breaking the fourth wall. Uh. Yeah, we just <laughs> broke it. Just so you know, your illusion is dead. Yeah. They fucking hate each other. But I just, you know, I mean, people that are like, well, they don't really use like a lot of their moves. It's like, I mean, yeah, they basically do. I mean... You know, you get Gal's a flash, this a flash kick, right? The, the flash kick. The flash kick is the backflip kick. He does that a couple times. He doesn't do the sonic boom, unfortunately. But yeah. how would you do that in this movie? Yeah, that wouldn't make sense for this movie. But the flash kick is some shit that Van Damme can actually do. He can actually do a real backflip, you know, kick. Yeah, something they can do without having to like, well, set up wires and stuff for the scene and all that. It's like Van Damme's like, I can just I, do I that. can do. I can do a back. I can just kick. do that. <laughs> I can just do that. I don't need to have wires. They're like, are you sure you can do that? Like, come on, man. I mean, I can do that standing here right now, and I'm on cocaine, so I'm right. Sure yeah, I can get. So up if there. I do break something, I'm probably not even going to feel it till like three yeah. days later. Yeah, I'll just go with it. But uh, but they get you know the psycho crusher in you know when uh, Bison flies at him and hits him with the psycho crusher. Uh, which is kind of like Raiden, uh, like Raiden's uh, Superman punch from Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. They always kind of reminded me of the same thing. I always thought it was cool. Because or Raiden, I yeah, Raiden's uh, Raiden. Superman punch. I don't know if you ever uh, noticed this in uh, Thor Ragnarok when uh, Thor's fighting those people at the end. He does one of those like spin moves with the lightning coming off from him. I was yeah. like, that's Bison. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He just hit him with a psycho crusher. Well, he yeah. just hit him with a psycho crusher. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that was on purpose. And doesn't he also, because like, you also see a tiger uppercut in this movie because Ken hit somebody with a yeah. tiger uppercut. It was a weak one, but it was It one. was a weak tiger uppercut, but he does hit it. He should have said and, tiger uppercut. I don't, yeah. I don't care how lame Tiger uppercut. Was, so. yeah. Tiger uppercut. And you do get to see Ryu hit a Hadouken on, uh, was it Sagat that he hits the Hadouken on, or is it? It was Vega. Vega. He is Vega with a Hadouken. Because he, he they, they get a little brutal match up there at the end. Like, it was very fast-paced. Right. Like, because those two guys, you know, the guy, the guy that played Vega, I forget his name just offhand, but he's actually, like, a fighter. And uh, they, they get in really fast-paced battle there towards the end. Jay Tavar. Jay Tavar, yeah. yeah. They get in a little fast-paced battle there, and it's very exciting. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's very good... It, 
It's choreographed. You know, like, like if you watch action movies, the beauty of action movies is how well the fight scenes can be choreographed. Right. Um, which is an art. Uh, and that's something that like, um, like Jet Li is really great at, you know, because you have to be able to do these moves really fast without hurting the person that you're actually yeah. fighting. And they're and, probably one of the best choreographers of all time, Yun Wo Ping. Well, yeah, we know about the core. Yeah, but you actually still have to be able to physically do it. Yeah. Which is harder than it looks. And, uh, you know, like one of the the, the, the best uh, ones that I've ever seen Jet Li and I think, was Romeo Must Die. Because uh, how beautiful those shots looked whenever, you know, they were doing those scenes and stuff. And... Um, this is a lot like that, though. You know, you you have to be really fast and you have to be good at it. And, you know, Raul Julia isn't a fighter. So I've heard these people complain about that before. But um, uh, that's not how Bison fights anyway in a lot of the games. He cheats. He's a yeah. bad guy. He's a bad guy. Well, I mean, it's like, it's like Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat. Shao Kahn will do shit to you that will infuriate the fuck out of you. I've I've literally broken a controller fighting Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, 9. he's not as good a fighter as uh, the main character. Uh, Shang Tsung. Uh, Are you the good guy? Um, Liu Kang. Liu Kang. Yeah, he's not as good a fighter as Liu Kang, but uh, he he he's still hard to beat if you're fighting as Liu Kang. Yeah, because he cheats. Yeah. He cheats. I mean, he's to, the you bad have guy. To almost be cheesy to fight him. Yeah. Because he does some shit to you that like removes so much health. Yeah. And it's like his defense is like crazy, especially in Mortal Kombat Nine. That is one of the most frustrating boss fights I've ever had to do in a fighting game. Like I literally fucking broke part of my controller fighting him because it aggravated the fuck out of me. I hate Sha- I hate Shao Kahn. I'd rather fight Shang Tsung. I'd rather fight fucking Goro or like, you know. soul belongs to me. Yeah, I'd rather fight any of those guys than Shao Kahn, especially in Mortal Kombat 9. He is a fuck mess to deal with. But anyway, but it's like, for the people who want to complain that they don't really, it doesn't feel like the actual characters, they did a better job with this than I think people remember. You know, like if you... Rewatch it, give it another shot. These characters inspired the video games that you love today eventually even the Jean-Claude Van Damme Gaal character maybe not the haircut but a lot of the mannerisms carried over yeah and so the the final thing that i have here and then we'll uh yeah this is the final thing and then we'll 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 wrap it up with this um people fucking hated the story of this movie <laughs> it's like on top of they thought that the actors were shitty they thought that the the action was bad and all these different things then you have these uh these people that that really hated the storyline so what we'll do is we'll take a quick break here and then when we come back we'll we'll finish up yeah that sound good that sounds great okay so we'll finish it up here as soon as we come back
And we're back. Good old Volbeat. Good old Volbeat. That's a great fight song if you've ever heard one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, just in case you get uh, super excited and want to Volbeat your meat. <laughs> <laughs> Volbeat your meat. It'd be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> okay. So uh, people... I, I think really, I think what happens is that sometimes when people watch movies, they don't understand how the plot works because they they fucking lose attention, or they just they don't comprehend shit because they just they don't understand things. Because like a lot of times when people complain about the plot of a movie not making sense or something, it's a lot of times when we look at that same movie, we're like, no, the plot makes total sense. You're just kind of a dunce and don't understand it. Or you didn't pay attention and there was shit you missed. And now you're thinking that there's stuff missing when there isn't. It's because you're fucking playing snake on your Nokia. Fucking Nokias are di- a fucking addictive as right. shit, man. Like <laughs> snake game. Uh, yeah. Steve's fucking playing it right now. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm uh, playing snake while I'm listening to G unit. Right. Yeah. That's old school. G unit. Um, but, uh, so on here it says uh, the thin story has Colonel Guile, uh, complete with a bad dye job and an American flag tattoo. Um, no, 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 it's a good dye job. Yeah, it's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, attempting to uh, rescue relief workers held hostage by General M. Bison, um, uh, in the fictitious southeastern Asian country of Shadaloo. Guile is in charge of a military force called the Allied Nations that has been recruited to defeat Bison. I guess we're finally at peace because apparently every world leader could afford to deploy hundreds of their soldiers to some destitute armpit of a country to fight someone wearing a red leather suit and a cape. Never mind that Street Fighter is based on a game built around the martial arts because there's virtually none of it to be seen uh, anywhere in this movie. There's an incredible amount of gun violence, and of course the good guys are perfect shots while the baddies couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. Guile even holds off over a dozen of Bison's henchmen with bottomless machine gun clips as he sits out in the open, no less. Meanwhile, two soldiers, each armed only with a handgun, are able to confront an entire army equipped with AK-47s. The ending is pathetic. Try to keep a straight face when Gal gives a peck talk to a group of soldiers as they gear up for the big showdown, or when he says to Bison, this is the collection agency, your ass is six months overdue, and it's mine. <laughs> Besides rampant uh, intercutting between several inferior fight scenes, the lousy showdown between Gal and Bison consists of an incomprehensible and dizzying hodgepodge of fast, edit, fast edits in order to conceal Julia's stunt double. During this contest, the 180-degree rule is broken quite often. In one scene, Guile is uh, facing screen right as he attacks Bison. After, Wait, hold on. 
Did he just say Guile is facing screen right before attacking Bison? Yeah. Does this guy think he's a director? Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's uh, not a term. <laughs> you are a fucking moron. <laughs> okay, good. Continue. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and finish this. <laughs> um. um uh, screen right as he attacks Bison. After a brief cut to Bison, Guile is suddenly facing screen left. Plot holes are as abundant as the story's lack of coherence. For instance, the Allied Nation soldiers navigate inflatable assault crafts uh, complete with outboard motors uh, through a river that leads to Bison's fortress. Not only is the word inflatable misspelled on every one of the boats, but how could those huge motors fit on the back of flat carrying or in the flat carrying pouches, and how are they able to inflate all the boats? <laughs> how are they able to inflate all the boats? That was a question. Yeah. How are they? Uh, it, it says uh, not only is the word inflatable misspelled on every one of the boats, but how could those huge motors fit in the flat carrying in the flat carrying pouches, and how are they able to inflate all of the boats? Well, those right there are called self-inflating military boats, and those. Boats actually exist. Right. So that's not something that's... You're just a moron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just saying, like, air... (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and drop some science. I was just saying, air stands over water. I mean, that's just... uh, Fucking my third grade science teacher taught me this. Yeah. You know... If something's inflated and you're on top of water, it floats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How are they able to inflate all those boats? And then Steve's reaction would be fucking air. Air? Yeah. Air is what usually inflates boats. Yeah. Um, we were going to put concrete in it, but we figured that probably wouldn't be very good. That sinks. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, um, anything lighter than water will float above it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, they have military air. They have military craft like that that you can quickly assemble, like an inflatable yes, with boat. motors. That's yeah. real. That's, that's based real. on real shit. That's <laughs> real military shit. Yeah. So that's not anything that's like, oh, that's fake in the movie. Those things are real in the movie. <laughs> the one thing that I would expect people to bitch about was the fucking camouflage boat. Nobody fucking even mentioned anything about that. This asshole is like talking about the actual boats that really fucking exist and saying that that's those were actual boats. Those were real. Those weren't fake props in the movie. Those were actual boats. Real military boats. <laughs> like who would have thought that in a fucking podcast where we're talking about Street Fighter, we'd have to explain to people how fucking inflatable like boats work. Yeah, you can inflate anything and put it on water, and it will float. <laughs> Like, I didn't think that would be something we would have to go through today. That's the good thing about this show, is that I find some of the stupidest shit on the internet and then serve it hot and fresh to you. I so haven't forgotten most of the stuff that you just said. Right. Because of this idiot. Um, oh, my God. But the whole thing about, like, uh, what the one thing that he was complaining about was Cammy and T-Hawk holding off a bunch of uh, their men with just hand pistols and they have AKs. And I was like, well, these are allied nation soldiers. They're not hired goons like most of Bison's people are. You know, so I'm at Cammy with a fucking handgun and T-Hawk with a handgun. 
probably could take out a lot of those guys and not have to worry about too much. Well, yeah, and who would want to shoot Cammy? Yeah, for real. exactly. It's for fucking Kylie Minogue, man. Yeah, for realsies. I mean, she's got pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> who would want to shoot that? Right. It's like pigtails, and she was like, look at yours. Look at yours, and she's like, damn. Ah, oh, yeah. the fucking buns. And fucking yeah. Princess Leia shit. Yeah. Which are the iconic, you know, hairstyles for Cammy's the the pigtail hairstyle. Yeah, connected which, to Bluetooth. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we always have like weird Alexa bullshit that happens on these some of these episodes. It's like, yeah, but she's got to be a part of the show. She's just, you know, she she just likes the attention. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're not rich enough, Jeff. Bezos or Bay <laughs> is it Joey it, Behart? It was a, Joey Behart that created it. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Bozos, uh, Bezos. Um, but uh, <laughs> what was the other point? I think he made another point uh, somewhere in that the the comment that I see. missed because I was just so like, is he talking about fucking uh, <laughs> well the, the motorized was military wraps? Yeah, it says um uh. I guess we're finally at peace because apparently every world leader could afford to deploy hundreds of their own country soldiers to fight some destitute or to some destitute armpit of a country to fight someone wearing a red leather suit and a cape. Well, you know, a lot of times um, that actually does happen. We said yeah, the UN will send out troops to go handle a, a fucking crisis because those those hostages that he took are not just from one particular country they're from all over the place they're all over the place i mean border border uh directions north south korea there's american troops there there's korean troops there's you know japanese troops there's all kinds of troops there because they feel like there's going to be some whenever they feel like there's something going to pop off a lot of nations get involved because that that could become a international conflict that could be an international incident yeah, so uh, a lot of a lot of those things do happen. So yeah, that's uh, the AN is basically the UN. The UN doesn't. Um, the UN is a meeting between countries to discuss world priorities, which is what the AN is. But it's when nations come together for the same thing, which is which is not new world order like a lot of people try to say it <laughs> say it is cuz new, 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 new world order because there's no Kevin Nash yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, but the, those people that think that's what the UN is are, are also morons uh, <laughs> what this is is they're collaborating to try to make sure there's world peace right uh, and a lot of times that's i mean i'm not saying the AN is accurate i mean it's a fucking movie Right. <laughs> so I'm not saying that, but the things like this do happen in the world where we're like, oh, well, you know, since, you know, the Chinese troops are very close to this issue and we have some American troops, we can just, you know, let those guys handle it. Right. And, um, you know, it could be something small, it could be something big, but that does happen in the world. It might not always be in the immediate news, but that happens. But that's the thing is that like anytime, you know, you have somebody who's a, a dictator of a country like Bison's supposed to be for, for Shadowloo, right? It would be kind of um, like a Saddam Hussein type character. Like Saddam, it would be like, you know, the other like dictators that, that took over 
you know, their respected, you know, countries or territory. Like, like Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, exactly. Sasha Baron Cohen is one of the most infamous ones. And then, of course, you have, you know, Hitler and, and those kind of guys. So <laughs> trying to do that with a straight face when you drop <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen in there is like difficult, man. Because um, he's the dictator. He is the dictator, yes. <laughs> um, oh, if they ever did a Tropico movie, they could fucking so totally get Sasha Baron Cohen to do that. Always, yes. Because wouldn't he be El Presidente if they ever did a Tropico movie? I think the only way they could do an Office reboot is if they got Sasha Baron Cohen. Because he'd be the only one that could pull off the being I th- awkward. I and... think he would be the only one willing to to take the controversy. Yeah. Because, because Steve Carell's like, no, you can't uh, do that anymore. But yeah. if they're like, hey, we're going to reboot the office. We need someone with some balls. Sasha Baron Cohen's like, I've got some, yeah. but you got to be willing to, you know, you cross, some lines. Right, <laughs> cross some lines. And cross some. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and Isla Fisher's playing Pam. Yeah. It's like, wait, Isla Fisher is Pam? Oh, yeah. shit. That would be amazing. Um, Who's gonna play Jim? Well, we're we're gonna get fucking John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah, we're just gonna, he's just gonna come. He's back. just he's gonna just, come yeah. back. Um, but uh, but as far as like you know like the the dictators and these guys that 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 pop up in these different countries, it's like you know they get taken care of when they get too uppity. The only thing, the only reason why we haven't been able to do anything with Kim Jong Un is because you know he runs an entire country. That's a little. And that's a much bigger country than it's something hard, like Shadowloo. It's, it's very hard to deal with the cult. Yeah, because I which mean, is what the entire country of North Korea is. It's yeah, it's basically it's a it's, big giant cult. Yeah, because I mean, the dear leader is is basically like, like a religious figure. Yeah, the he, Kim he, family has always portrayed themselves like that. Yeah, the 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 entire country of North Korea is a cult. Yeah, and for the people who actually can get out of there, it's a it's a good thing for them because then they can actually have a regular life. But yeah. if you if you live in that country, uh, life is not normal for you. That's yeah. part of the problem. But you know, I mean, there's even the the whole thing in the in the movie where you know he's he has the uh, the bison bucks right that has like his face on it, and they're like, you know, this this is useless. Like nobody is gonna. It's like I'm gonna just, kidnap the queen. I'm gonna quit kidnap the queen of England, and then when I ransom her off. The Bank of England will make you know the bison you know dollar worth you know. The same as what five dollars American or something like right. that. Yeah. So wouldn't you like to see a movie where or bison, no, five dollars British pounds? Five dollars British pound. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to see a movie where Bison tries to do that and he has to go through Jason Statham to do it? Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> would it be like he would have to like you Bison would try to like you know kidnap the Queen and he would have to go through like Gerard Butler. And yeah. Jason Statham. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, man, this is fucking tough. This is like fucking London has fallen or something. Yeah, I'm like, holy shit, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it's like th- they would send in people to deal with this guy because he just fucking took a bunch of hostages and ransomed the world for twenty billion dollars, which would be thirty-three billion in today's money. Oh, you looked that one up? Yes, I did the. Uh inflation calculator for ah okay that's a pretty decent chunk of money I 13 mean, more billion dollars yeah in today's money since 1994 four yeah 24 <laughs> years ago yeah mm-hmm. that's fucking crazy but i think that it's you know i think sometimes with like plots is that people don't pay attention or they don't really think about shit 
Do you think the problem is is that like this movie is super easy to understand? If you don't understand this movie, I don't I don't know what the fuck to say about you. You probably didn't go through school very well. You probably didn't. There's no help in you. You have no attention span. Yeah, you have no attention uh, you span. You probably understand no movie. Like, yeah. You're just constantly like, I don't get it. I don't get it. This is stupid. It's not like they fucking, you know, had fucking Alan Sargent write this movie or some shit like that. It's just fucking. <laughs> it's not like Jonathan Nolan wrote this. Yeah. Like, this it, is an inception. It, it, yeah, so. this is an inception or some shit. I mean. Yeah. Inception is difficult, I think, for some people to grasp because it's layers upon layers upon layers. You really, if you do not pay attention during Inception, you'll be fucking lost after about, what, 40 minutes into that movie? You're like, I have no fucking clue what's going on if you we, do not pay attention. I mean, we get it. I mean, Leo's a werewolf, right? At the end, he uh, turns into a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why they put him in the Iron Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the Iron Mask because, you know, his werewolf face was going to show. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. And then, the and then after he gets cured of it, then he gets the Titanic and he meets Rose. Yeah, and that's yeah. whenever he time travels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you're if you're retarded and you don't understand what the fuck we're talking about, we're just basically taking Leonardo DiCaprio movies and fucking with them. But if you weren't paying attention during that, you'd be like, I don't think they understand fucking Leo's career at all. It's like, no, we do. We do. We're fucking we're, with you. We're just tying it all together. Yeah. See, that's how movies work sometimes they're they're meant to challenge your mind and yeah. uh if you the, the the street fighter movie is not meant to challenge your mind if you can't understand no. it then tommy should come back there and hit, you, hit you in the head with, with a tack hammer because you're, you're a retard, retard. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just, I, I always think of that whenever that scene happens and he fucking puts the uh the, he puts the, the children's inflatable on his neck <laughs> He's like, ah, can't breathe. And he was like, he's just a big dumb animal. Like, <laughs> he like grabs at least pen. He's like stabbing it into the fucking. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. She's like, what the fuck? Like this dude is fucked up. But oh, like man. these movies, like if you go into the Street Fighter movie and you're like, I don't understand the plot. and This movie doesn't make any sense. Then what the fuck are you doing when you're in the theater? If you're watching this or if you're watching this shit on you know, DVD or you're watching it on streaming or something, you know, what the fuck? Like, I, I think sometimes what happens is, is that people, people's attention spans aren't worth a fuck anymore. Like, no. Nobody gives a fuck about anything. Like I can literally be like with my ex, the she who shall not be named like Voldemort. I would Her name just so happened to be Hortimort. Yeah. Hortimort. <laughs> yeah. Um, because she got pregnant with a different dude. Uh, but, but basically, like, I would be, we would go out to eat, and I'm, like, sitting there, and then, like, she's on her phone, like, you know, texting or, like, going through stuff or whatever, and I'm, like, how was your day? And she was, like, that's fine. And then not even looking at me, looking at her fucking phone, it's, like, this fucking is Fucking millennials. I'm, like, but she's a millennial, and I, I probably should have realized that that was doomed from the start because she's from a different generation. She thought that me being in, like, my, you know, early 30s that I was an old man. It's like, no, I'm just from a different generation because I was already, you know, I was already in school by the time you were a fucking fetus. So it's like I have a different perspective of the world than you do. We would watch yeah. a movie and she would think that that movie was OK. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. That movie really wasn't that good. Movies that I thought were really good. She'd be like, I don't get it. The movie was stupid. 
And it's like, we're just from two different generations. Yeah, and uh, that's why we were discussing coming up with a new podcast that uh, maybe we will surprise you with at the beginning of next year. Once we figure out how we're going to do it. Yeah, uh, and it might not be a long-running podcast, but you know, it, it, it will at least be... A certain amount of episodes, maybe. It'll be a. It, it'll be nineties based. Uh, you guys maybe give us some ideas if you guys feel like it. Because uh, we're trying to still work through the process. It will be nineties based. So email us at beyondthehateofyahoo.com if you guys have anything that you think we should do. Um, we're not going to cover Tamagotchis. Fuck them. No, we're going to cover Tamagotchis. We'll cover Digimon. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably if if we do this, that'll probably be the first episode. <laughs> Did you mind? <laughs> just 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 FYI, that's probably the yeah. First our episode. first episode will be called "Fuck Pokemon." Fuck Pokemon, and you guys know that, that we is, mean we're talking about we're Digimon. talking about Digimon. Yeah, and so. we'll only say "fuck Pokemon" ninety-one times in the episode. No more. Yeah. No more. Yeah, that's it. But no less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Anyway, okay. So, so that was the Street last comment. Fighter, yeah, Street Fighter 1994. It's fucking Raw Julia. It's his last performance. You at least owe it to the man and his legacy to fucking watch it. it it's Jean Claude Van Damme. Fucking watch anything that Van Damme does. It's you've great got, in it, even with the cocaine. Yeah, you've got. It might be better because of the cocaine. Who knows? Maybe yeah. that made him. Better. Maybe they should have got him more cocaine. I'm just kidding. I'm glad just he's kidding. off the cocaine. Don't now. die because of cocaine. We want you yes. to live for as long as you can. Yeah, you're still in great shape. We still like seeing your movies. If you you can, my brother introduced me to one of his movies years ago called Twenty Two Bullets, and if you guys haven't seen that movie, it's really really good. Uh, it's kind of one of his comeback movies, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So make sure you guys watch that. And uh, to end our show, we're going to do, um, we're going to name Van Damme movies until one of us cannot name one. Okay. Uh, And then whoever isn't able to name has to read these cards in their best version of any Raul Julia. Oh, God. Raul Julia's voice? I thought we were going to have to do Van Damme's voice. Oh, no. I don't know if we can do Raul Julia's voice. We might both fail on this. We probably both will fail on this. But that is the fun part of these end cards is failing. The end game. Uh, The end game is nigh. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We're in the end game now. Yeah, we are in the end game now. So, okay, um, we will start with, uh, I'll start with uh, Double Team. Oh, fuck, that was going to be one of my hidden ones. Okay, well then, uh, Kickboxer. The Quest. Bloodsport. Um, let's see, uh... I drew you, a blank. Are you tapping out? Are you tapping out already? No, 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 I'm not tapping out. Okay. I'm not tapping out. Um, let's see, uh... I'll give you five more seconds. I'm just drawing a blank. Oh, man, how could you miss the classic? Universal Soldiers. Oh, uh, okay. Was that late? Uh, or can I go with I that? I will give that to you, but that's okay. the only one I'll let you have that much time. Okay, okay. Okay, so go. mine is Time Cop. Oh, Time Cop. That's a good one. Um, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, let's see. Should I see, I'm drawing a blank now because I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, you already said Universal Soldier. 
Shit, I don't know. I might be out then. I can't think of uh-huh. anything else. Okay. Yeah. If I give it enough time, I probably could, but when you put them on somebody on the spot like that. Your best over-eccentric Raul Julia. <laughs> okay. JC STD. <laughs> Fucky fuck Ned. <laughs> Margo bone me. <laughs> Ed Zeppelin. <laughs> Orange and blue is the new pussy. <laughs> and uh, thank you and good night. And remember, it's all fun and games until we show up. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Pocket Casts. We're probably on something Elon Musk. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, we're probably on Elon Musk. Is yeah, we're on the you know, Elon Musk podcast. Does he even have one? Does Elon know. Elon Musk? He needs does the Elon money, Musk right? Have a podcast? He probably doesn't. He I know, probably I know does he gets have high a and he goes on Joe Rogan's show all the time and yeah. just fucking smokes weed and talks about space. I mean, I guess that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it, but it, if given the opportunity, if you're like, hey, we're going to have Elon Musk on, he just wants to smoke weed and talk about SpaceX, you'd be like, okay, that'd be a fun time. Yeah, that's a good time. And uh, also, just to add a thing, if you guys want to listen to uh, our um, kind of uh, offshoot uh, uh thing that we produce with uh, this guy named Sean Van Dean. It's called F-U-C-T News. You guys go check that out. And get fucked. And get fucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, guys. Uh, this has been uh, Beyond the Hate. So, uh, And here is a tribute to Raul Julia. Yeah. Rest in peace, Raul Julia. Fucking legend. Legend. Boy, do the living, not the